Hi, I'm Bill Gaither, and welcome to More Than the Music, a podcast where you can join me for conversations with some of the most interesting people I know. Each episode features a special guest who has inspired me in some way during my 50 years in the music industry. You'll meet incredible artists, writers, and comedians, sports figures, and other folks I'm grateful to call my friends. Join me now for this week's episode of More Than the Music. It's going to be good. Hey, Michael, as Henry VIII said to one of his wives, I forget which one, uh, I won't keep you long. <laughs> I love it. Great, great to be with you. This is uh, something else, isn't it? You know, Mark Lowry told me, I forget, 25 years ago, we were on a plane. He said, Bill, you need to look at this box. It's called a computer. <laughs> this is your future. Well, he got into it pretty quickly. And I know that, you know, I know you got into it pretty quickly. But boy, you know, I know the computer gets blamed for a lot of bad stuff, but thank God for the computer in these days for us to do what we're doing here now. This is amazing. That is. It really is. Okay. I want the world to know one of my very favorite CDs, I still play CDs in my car, is this instrumental album by this fine man. Now, I claim to be a little bit of a historian in our business. I don't think we've ever had a better melody writer ever in, in the Christian music field. A lot of great melody writers. But I do love your melodies, Michael. And when I hear your melodies, I, I know one thing. I know you came from West Virginia, and you yeah. must have been listening when you were a kid to some of those fiddle harmonics and some of those melodies. And 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 did you have classical training on on the on the piano? You know what? I really didn't have classical training. I learned. You know, I, I was not a very good sight reader. Um, I learned how to, I learned a Bach invention because I just made myself learn. You know, I could play by ear, Bill, and so much more fun. Yeah, uh, making up melodies and playing Beatles songs so that I could hear things and actually play them back. Yeah. You know? um, and so when it came to reading music, it was just a lot. It was more work, so I kind of wimped out, unfortunately. So, but I have but I have a love for Handel's Messiah and Bach and Beethoven and Mozart. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, for the record, so, Gloria and I buy very few tickets, but we bought two tickets to come to the Schirmerhorn uh, uh, Symphony Hall to see you. So you you evidently have some kind <laughs> of sophistication uh, in music. Here you were playing with this symphony, like, you know, and they were looking at you like, I mean, they had, they were, they were in such admiration of your talent and what you did. And I think it's one thing for us, and, and I have nothing but respect for the gospel songwriters because I grew up listening to Stuart Hamlin and Iris Stantfield, Mosey Lifter, and the Fanny Crosby hymns. But I think it's, it is quite another thing 
because we are all who we are because of the things we heard when we were kids. I heard you mention the word Beatles. And uh, that's part of the stuff that went in our ears, right? Yeah. Uh, and evidently, probably some of the bluegrassers uh, from uh, uh, from West Virginia, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you put all that stuff together, and you've got a Michael W. Smith who comes up with all of these these beautiful melodies. This particular, for anybody who's listening, this particular uh, album is totally instrumental. Most of the time, when we hear something instrumental and we are moved by it emotionally and spiritually, it's because we associate it with a lyric, like a great hymn, great is thy faithfulness, or how great thou art, or something that we got a lyric to. I got to tell you, my friend, I don't want to blow too much smoke, <laughs> but but I got to tell you, you create worship with just melodies and harmonics. Then you put the mel and then you put a lyric to it, and it is something else. So I'm saying all of that to say uh, I'm talking to you today as a fan, my friend. <laughs> uh, we love to get when we get a big speaker and turn it up as loud as we can turn it up and hear that great stuff. The project is called Glory, and the, and the, maybe it's a little bit of a commercial. but uh, 2011 is when that record came out. So What did you say? Nine years ago, that record came out nine years. But I think it's 2011. Freedom came out in 2000, and then I did the Glory record. So yeah. I just love writing that stuff, Bill. I just, you know, all, you know it all happened when I saw um, – uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I and I saw it. I saw it twenty eight times at the movie theater. I, I just I, I couldn't believe it. But and everybody thinks I'm crazy. I saw it that many times, but I realized the fourteenth time going back to see it, it was not Spielberg, just Spielberg and the character Indiana Jones who I fell in love with. I kept going back because of the music. Yeah, it was the music of John Williams. And ever since I saw that movie. I've been writing cinematic music ever since I became this huge fan of John Williams and I have everything he's ever done. And so it's, it's just a part, it's just kind of part of who I am. You know, I find myself writing those kind of melodies more so than anything else that I do. And I, and I love it. And sometimes it's just for me, but you know, I got to a point where I had so much of this stuff that, I, you know, I went to Provident with the reunion says, you got to let me do this record or I'm going to lose my mind because this is a part of who I am. And they were very much against it. Honestly, they just, nobody's going to buy it. You're the guy who sings friends. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I, I think I even said, if you don't let me do this record, I'm just going to quit and get another job. You know, I was kidding, but you know, yeah. but they finally just, Hey, just go do it. Go do the, go do the freedom record. And I did. And I'm, I'm so glad I did. It's, it's brought me some work. I've scored some movies. It's been fun. And, but, uh, but that's a special one. I'm glad you like it. So. You know, the real writer is going to write. I don't care if anybody else hears it. You have just got to write it, and, you, and you've got to get it out. I was talking yeah. to Larry Gatlin the other day, and he said he was talking to a young friend who had come to Nashville and been there for four or five years and had got a contract. She was a singer-songwriter, and she did everything she knew how to do and the record company finally gave up on her and said, I guess it's just not going to work because we can't get disconnected with the thing. And 
in talking to Larry, she said, and she was, she was uh, depressed and she was really discouraged. She said, I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm leaving town. And Larry said, you're doing what? I'm done. I'm leaving. Are you a songwriter? She said, yes. Well, where are you going to turn in your heart? <laughs> Is that a great question? <laughs> you don't have you don't have any choice. I don't have any choice. Because until I'm dead, I'm not going to turn in my heart and just simply say, I'm not going to do this anymore, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We keep doing it, and I'm having, I'm, I'm having fun, Bill. I really am. I'm I'm still writing, and I feel like my best work is yet to come. I just feel the wind is at my back, and I'm having more fun maybe than I ever have, you know. So, and this and this whole thing of or this whatever you want to call it, the plague, and this has forced us into to uh, some uncomfortable uh, circumstances. But I find myself so creative during this time. It's crazy. I mean. Uh, and maybe I've, you know, I've learned a lot about myself, Bill, <laughs> during this time yeah. that, that I think I've wasted a lot of time, you know, it could be, could be in a consumer thing or you just, you move and you spin and you go and you just keep going. And then all of a sudden you're not going. And, and I'm actually, actually on this podcast with you from my guest house. That's the first time I've ever set up my studio in my guest house. And I'm literally just writing every day and just love it. And so, so there's some, a lot of good that's come out of this uh, uh, unprecedented time that we're in, for sure. You sent um, Gloria a melody the other day. She played it for me. And I just shake my head. when uh, Because Gloria and I wrote probably four or 500 songs, basically with the two of us, somewhere along the way. I told her, your lyrics are better than my music because I, I've always been limited uh, music. I consider myself a pretty good producer and, and, and writing a certain, certain style of thing. But, uh, but the copyright people say that we have written maybe 800 songs or, 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 or more. I don't keep up with that. But a lot of the last two or 300 songs uh, have been Gloria's lyrics with either me co-writing co with somebody else or just somebody like you, uh, uh, you sent her a melody and, um, and she heard it and she said, well, you think, and I said, well, you're asking the wrong person because I just, I love what Michael does with melodies and the harmonics that he builds around a melody. So, uh, so I encouraged her, I said, you need you need to come up with a lyric that is worthy of that uh, of that music, and she wrote a thing with this. She did fabulous! It's incredible. Yeah, with this with this uh, safe. What is it called? Safe in place or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got. I've, I have to pull it up. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's incredible. And, it's, uh, it's, it's based on Psalm ninety one. Based on Psalm ninety one. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, it is interesting. Scriptures inform us and instruct us and many times inspire us. But enter the artist, because most of us are dealing with 
the translators of the King James uh, version, which probably the most artistic uh, one, but enter the artist with these truths, with a lyric and with the music to go with it. And you come up with things like uh, a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing, which comes totally out of the Psalms, you know, but rephrased for this particular uh, 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 generation. Yeah. I can remember you when you came to Nashville, uh, Bob McKenzie and I were in a little company together and this new kid comes in from, from West Virginia. Mac had an ear and an eye for new talent. Yeah. Bob McKenzie yeah. did. And he said to me, he said, this kid's good. You ought to write with him. And you came up to the house for a couple, three Never days. Uh, Don gone to heaven. Stayed <laughs> in the eighth. <laughs> Stay in the guest house. We still have we still yeah. have the A friend there. <laughs> yeah, we, that was that would have been nineteen, um, probably either nineteen eighty or eighty one. I just remember it was January, and I flew up to Indianapolis and rented a car, and I think I spent three days there with you. So, we remember we're in the right place at the right time. Meaning and obedience to his word. <laughs> I, I think I think that was our, our little attempt at Broadway because I could see that last that life in the right place, you know, at the right. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of uh yeah, what what do you call them? The rock the, the, the rockets. The rockets. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. Yeah, we wrote some songs, Unshakable Kingdom, and yeah. some of those things we wrote back in the day. And I, I really am excited about sending Gloria some more music. So I'm, yeah. I really do like this piece of music. You know, Chaz said to me, uh, my manager, which you've known for a long time, he yeah. said, oh, you know, yeah. nobody, writes, nobody writes hymns anymore. Nobody, I mean, that, that's not true, but for the most part, nobody, what about, you know, he just kind of planned the, just planted something inside of me and I, and I couldn't shake it. So one, this is like three, four months ago in my great room. I just, I wrote that melody. Yeah. And, and when I finished it, I, I thought I'm going to send this to Gloria. So, <laughs> and she did, she wrote it. It's a great lyric. And so I'm going to hopefully get a demo out. Let's see if somebody wants to record it, but it's, uh, it's really, really well. The lyric is great. I love it. Yeah. You speak of hymns. I think it's interesting during this, uh, during any kind of crisis, uh, we all come back to the basics. In fact, all of our lives, especially as we get older, is, okay, what do I hang on to? What do I let go? Because you just can't keep adding and adding and adding without saying, Gloria and I have been married 57 years. And uh, like any marriage, there have been times when, you know, we were, we were going at it. I don't mean physically, but, but disagreeing. And, uh, and it's always been over two things, priorities. What are we spending our time on? She'll say, why did you tell him you'd do that? 
Have, has your wife ever said that to you? To you? Why are, yes. we, are we doing, <laughs> doing this? In our case, it's not always the case, but it was how we were handling the kids. Because there's always one too tough, and there's always one not tough enough. If we could have had a, a problem solver, on the, we would have had the perfect, perfect, as far as relationships are, are concerned. But after... But after 57 years of uh, living together, and I told you the, the other day, the sociologists were right in college. They said, marry your best friend. Mm. And when, and in our case, our kids are all gone. And it's just me and you, babe, you know, we were just there every night. <laughs> we prayed, and we said, Aren't you glad we married our best friend? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. But I'm saying all that to say times like this kind of gets us to say, okay, what's really important? What are we going to hang on to? Yeah. And what are we going to let go? And I think it's interesting. I think people are picking up the hymn book again and saying, hey, that 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 great is thy faithfulness, Lord. That's a pretty pretty morning by morning new mercies. I all that I needed, Thy hand hath provided. They're saying that's a pretty good song, isn't it? You know. And uh, in watching that Ken Burns special on country music, Gloria and I watched all sixteen sessions. It it still comes back to songs yeah. and, and, and songs that dig in and uh, relate to people. Yeah, I agree. So these are not totally bad times. I don't think so. Because it's, because it's a wonderful thing to see what we're made of. More Than the Music is sponsored by the folks at the Game Show Network. You know, these days, it seems like every time you turn on the television, there's something that makes you want to shout back at the screen. Well, at the Game Show Network, that's the whole point, but in a good way. They're dedicated to creating family-friendly play-along and laugh-along games that will have the whole family getting in on the competition. Whether you're watching their classic games in the morning or their block of all the original shows from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. It's a great way to bring everyone together in one place and on one screen. If you're looking for entertainment that the whole family can enjoy together, the answer is the Game Show Network. I think one of the most interesting places I've ever been in a tent two years ago in Charlotte, North Carolina, when if the face on Christianity is when the history is told of the 20th century, it will be the face of Billy Graham. And to be honored, you were asked to sing a special, and I was asked, uh, or the vocal band was asked uh, to do Because He Lives. And remember, we were sitting there. With only 500 people, they limited it to 500 people. Yeah. And you and I said, let's pinch each other, make sure that this is really good. <laughs> can, can you believe growing up in Appalachia, me growing up in a cornfield in Indiana? Here we are at this patriarch of the faith. Oh, 
with with respect, like probably no Christian has ever had in our field, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Never compromised his message. His message was very simple. The yeah. cross, and the importance of the cross uh, uh, in our lives. It's a beautiful service, wasn't it? It was. Hmm. It was freezing cold, but it was beautiful. <laughs> As everybody, remember, remember we said, oh. have you ever been this cold <laughs> in your life? It was and, and we were going to be on camera, so we wouldn't dare to put an overcoat on, right? Right. No, it was beautiful, Bill. I, I'll never forget it. I mean, it was, you know, I I didn't sing my song very well above all. That's what he wanted me to sing. And I was just, I was just grateful to get through it. You know, um, yeah, I just, I, I was a great friend. He was a great friend. And, and you know, you always know it's going to happen. You know, he'd always bring it up to me when I would, spend time with him in his cabin or in his his home. I'd go up there and play for him and he'd say, I'm ready to go home. I'd say, well, you know, I would say things like that's not your call. (laughs) I kind of like you being around, Uh, um, uh, you know, but, but you don't, and then you watch him suffer in the last two, three times I was up there, you know, I found myself praying for him instead of him praying for me because he didn't have any energy, which was so surreal. And you, you do want him to go home, but when you get the call, that he did go home. I cried for a week, Bill. I just, mm. you know, I just, because we, there, there's nobody like him. He really was. It, it, he was a, a rare individual um, who had this thing about him where everybody loved him. Even if you didn't believe in God, you know, you just had, yeah. you, you admired the man. There so, was something on him, his demeanor, the way he communicated that you just couldn't help but love him. And, um, and maybe that's why I was so attracted to him. I just going, I just, I want to, I want to be that way. I want, I want people to look at me and, and say the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there was just so many, and I know he had his faults and he would probably, he, and he would tell me some of those things, but, but Hey, and we all do, but boy, there was something extraordinary about him and I still miss him and nobody, you know, I don't know if there's anybody that will fill his shoes. Maybe we're all supposed to fill his shoes. It was as it was said at the funeral. Maybe we're all supposed to be Joshua's and and uh, carry the torch. But uh, I, I miss him. But that was a great day, and I'm, I'm I was honored, and I know you were too. And it was a it was a moment in time for me. It really was. You know, Billy was uh, like the guy who said. You know what? I, I I don't know how to explain to you what integrity is, but I know it when I see it. <laughs> and I think you, know, you could say a lot of things about him, but you'd have to say integrity, integrity. I mean, what you saw is what you got. Yeah. The last time we were there, and I'll never forget, he had his baseball cap on and he was in this study and it had pictures of Ruth all around. All, all, I mean, everywhere you look, there was a picture. There's a picture yeah. of Ruth. And uh, and he and and he was at the place where his hear his it was very difficult for him to hear. Did you find that yeah. true the last times you were there? Oh yeah, he would. Um, the only way he could hear was he had to put, put some headphones on. Yeah. Um, and then I would talk to him through a, a tiny microphone so he could hear me. Yeah. And so when I would set up my keyboard to play 
I'd play all his favorite hymns and just play for an hour, but I would set the little microphone beside the keyboard so he could hear me. Now his hearing was really not good at all, but, but he, but he could hear me. Even the last time I was there four months before he crossed the other side, I know he could hear me. You know, he didn't yeah. seem to be coherent. Every time I would talk to him, he would kind of give me a little, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I knew, I knew, he, I, I know that he knew I was there. And so, but uh, yeah, it's just a uh, great, uh, great times. There's just so many great memories of being with him. So. I remember one time when Gloria and I were, uh, were, were up there as we get ready to leave in the car, he and Ruth came out. Uh, Ruth was still alive then. And they sat in those, they had rockers out there right, right behind there. And you are right in saying a cabin. I suppose there was, uh, you know, there there's more room than just in a, in a little cabin, but, but it was a, it was really a mountain home and it felt so much a home. And I like it because the first time Cliff came into our kitchen, we've got brick on our floor too. And barn beams with baskets he said, this looks a little bit like Billy and Ruth's uh, kitchen. But when we left one time, we looked back and they were both sitting there with their dogs by their yeah. chairs and Gloria said, we got to get a picture of that. And so, and so we just, uh, I mean, we're touring. I mean, what, what can you say when you're at Billy Graham's home? Uh, yeah. You're a tourist. A sweet place. Really beautiful place. Just, uh, just something about being on top of that mountain. You know, Ruth put that whole thing together. It's three log caps. She bought and then just assembled it. And it's uh yeah, special place. Did they tell you the story about the night that Muhammad Ali came there and he stayed one night, but he was supposed to stay a couple three nights, but it's not the most plush place in the world. <laughs> so uh, he just he just stayed just one night. He just stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Those are great stories. And then and then Bab. What a hoot. I was up there one time because he lived in a house on the way up to that house. And so yeah. he said, Bill, you want to get some catfish? I, said, no. <laughs> I made a mistake. I got in his, I, I think it was a truck or an RUV or something like that. Have you ever ridden with him driving? Uh, with ben no, driving? I, I, but I know him, him in, a, in a car and, or him in a boat. Oh my lands! I mean, he drove like a. Uh, he, I, I rededicated my life two or three times <laughs> going around. <laughs> uh, I think one of the last times I saw, well, it wasn't the last time. I think he had just turned a hundred, and he just has said, 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 "You got to come and see my boat. I just bought me a boat." I, I mean, he's a hundred years old. <laughs> Who does that? You know, <laughs> uh, what a great man! I, I'll tell you. I, yeah, and I was very fortunate to be in his home a few times, but what a great man. What a great guy. Tell you what, what a and he lived a long life. It's a long life. A long, long life. I interviewed him when he was not and very, very smart. Yeah. Yeah, 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 to the very end. I interviewed him when he was 99. I said, Bev, this is your 99th birthday. He said, Yes. Or it could be 66 turned upside down. <laughs> He's awesome. The story that I took away from that funeral that day, at reason, I mean, Franklin wanted that service to be an hour and 15 minutes. And yep. he had it planned pretty much down to the T because he knew there would be a national television audience. And he wanted all the kids to say something. And I think most of them did. Maybe Ned uh, didn't, but most of them did. But the story 
that stuck in my mind was Ruth, uh, who, in her own her, her own words, basically said, "I was a prodigal," you know, in, in a lot of made some mistakes and two marriages, and I wrote and said, "Dad, is it okay if I come home?" And he said, "Sure, come home." But when she described circling that mountain, which you have done many times, and coming around that last corner, he, he, she said, it's one thing to disappoint God. That's, and it's another thing to, to di- disappoint your father. But when your father is Billy Graham, <laughs> that's quite another thing. And I didn't know what I'd see. And I turned the last corner. There he was just like the biblical story with his arms open. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that's, the, that's the moment I remember from the service as well. Oh, powerful. You and I have been blessed. Absolutely. I watched the service at the Capitol and I heard the, the keyboard and, and I heard you singing and friends are friends forever. If the Lord if the Lord is the Lord of them and a friend will not say never cause a welcome will not end though. It's hard to let you go in my father's hands. We know that a lifetime is not too long to live as friends. And, uh, I was proud of you, my friend. Thank I you. said, I told Gloria, that's a perfect song and the perfect guy to sing it. Very blessed. Yeah. Very grateful. Michael, you and I have been blessed. And uh, I, I know you're busy. And uh, for you to take this time of day, it's, it's just a blessing. Love it. Love it. Enjoy it every minute. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Love you, my friend. Love you as well. Thank you for joining me for this episode of More Than The Music. For details on the Gaither Vocal Band tour dates, the latest Gaither music releases, and much more, visit us online at gaither.com. This is Bill Gaither signing off until the next edition of More Than The Music.